Hey everybody, and welcome to Life Didn't Come With Emmanuel. So this is our first episode, and we're basically going to talk about childbirth. So of course, I kind of wanted to do this in a in an order of of how things happen to become a mother, right? So the whole purpose of this podcast is to vent and to talk and to go over things of motherhood that you feel that you can't really discuss. Because let's be honest, in society today, discussing certain things about motherhood becomes a huge controversy. And sometimes you just want to sit back and just talk. You don't really want to have to worry about an argument, right? So to start our first episode, let me go ahead and introduce myself. My name is Christine and I am a new mom of a wonderful eight-month boy who looks like a two-year-old, by the way. My husband's 6'3", and I am 5'9", and he is a baby giant. <laughs> and he's amazing, and I love him to pieces. Just to hear him laugh, watch him play, all of those things are amazing. But I'm not going to lie. There are moments where I'm like, oh, my God, how did I get here? How did I become a mom? When did this happen? When did I become responsible over this little human being's life and my whole dynamic completely changed. I mean, I went from managing 30 employees, I was a really good manager, to managing this one little human being who dictates everything that I do. And that is a huge adjustment, ladies. I mean, especially if you're very strong-headed, independent, that is a big adjustment to know that somebody is telling you when and what and this and that. And to be honest, that's exactly what motherhood is <laughs> until they're able to speak. So I wanted to start off this whole podcast with our very first topic, which is going to be childbirth. Um, wanted to share my experience and uh, I actually have a little soundbite from the Ellen DeGeneres show from Kristen Bell when she had, I believe it's her third child or second child. Um, and her experience, and I think it's really funny, and I thought, you know, us as moms would really enjoy that. So my son was born last April, and I'm not going to lie, the thing that scared me the most about childbirth was, it, it wasn't necessarily like being in a hospital, it wasn't necessarily the epidural, it was the fact that I knew that my son, who was 8 pounds, 3 ounces, and 21 inches long, was going to be coming out of a hole that is, what, the size of, I don't even know. I couldn't even say a penny. Like, I don't even know the dynamics on that. But that's that that scared me the most. That is what freaked me out. was like, even though I knew that, okay, I'm going to get an epidural. I'm sorry. Side note, the ladies out there, the mama bears out there who did it with no drugs, hallelujah, I bow down to you because I tapped out after four hours and I asked for the, the needle. I was like, I can't do this. I'm done. It's crippling. It's painful. I I was trying to be Wonder Woman. It just, I'm done. Give me the drugs. But end of that, um, it, it's amazing. Like even without that, the thought of knowing, okay, when they say it's time to push, I was like, having panic attacks. I was like, oh my God. Okay, here we go. And it's not necessarily, it was like, oh my God, I'm going to feel it. It was more of the, I know exactly what's going to happen. There's going to be a head coming out of my vagina, which is not that big and a whole body and arms and legs. And it freaked me out. And I remember 
and the doctor came in, the nurse came in, they're like, okay, we're going to get ready. We're going to get ready to push. And all of a sudden the anxiety hit and I could hear now in my birth, my husband, my mom, and my sister were there. And I remember my mom saying, she's getting nervous. And all I could do was breathe. That's all I could do. That's all I could do is breathe because I knew this is going to happen. This is it. Do or die. Ain't no turning back now. We got to go forward with this. So <laughs> we go through the birth. And of course, if you're a new mom and you're listening to this, they always advise and you have to take classes. You need to take classes before your first birth. Even, even if you've had a couple of kids, they still want you to take classes. Because of course, if it's been some time, you need to go through the process again. So I took a birthing class and I, I had an amazing teacher. She was a nurse at the hospital, at, at multiple hospitals. And I had her in my head and I remember her saying, okay, when they say it's time to push, you take that breath in and you push that breath down to push that baby out. And all I could think was bear down, let's do this. And that's what I did. And my doctor and my nurse were impressed. They all thought, you know, how is this your first baby? Like you're having this child as if you've been to this before. Now I'm going to tell you, it is as if you're swimming, right? And you know, the whole pushing and in and, and the breathing and you're pushing and you're pushing and you're pushing. It's like, okay, stop. And you're like, ah. so I literally felt like I was swimming and I was getting to that point where like I was tired and I could feel my head was getting woozy. My body was tired. And then all of a sudden I hear my husband say, I can see his head. I can see hair. Like you're almost there, almost there. And I pushed some more and I pushed some more. I didn't become emotional until they put my son on my chest and he was crying. And then of course I broke down like a little bitch and I was crying and I couldn't believe it because I mean, if you really think about this ladies, you went through almost a year, 10 to 11 months of carrying this little human being inside of you, nurturing it, feeding it, feeling them to having them in your arms. And it is the, it is the craziest thing. Like when I would talk to my coworkers about it or my friends You know, one of my coworkers had told me, doesn't it boggle your mind that there is a human being inside of you? And that is fucking brilliant. I mean, think about it. We as women can bring life into the world. And I'm sorry. Now, when we say that women are better than men, that's how you know. We can bring life into the world. Now, granted, we need their help, you know, a little bit. We need a little bit of seeding, you know, going on. But we do the rest of the work. And it's not just after the baby's born. It's it's not just before the baby's born. It's after the baby's born. I mean, it's after they come out and you're nursing, you're breastfeeding, you're up every two hours. You're you're the sole, sole thing because you carry that child inside of you for so long. So you already have this innate instinct of like mama bear, cub, all the whole thing of like when the baby's fussy and and when they're tired and when this, and yes, granted it takes some getting used to, and it does like, Oh my God, I don't know. But you know, you do on a deeper level, you know, so it's an amazing thing. And I think that we're superheroes for that. And I remember my best friend telling me who you will meet later on in the podcast, because we are doing this together at some point. Um, she told me you're a fucking superhero and it's true. I mean, come on, you can breastfeed and I mean, you can literally produce food for your child within your body. You can give life to your child. I mean, it's just so amazing. It's mind boggling. 
So my experience was amazing. I absolutely enjoyed it. Now, besides the fact that, let me just say, if you have tons of drugs, you haven't eaten, and you've had some blood loss from a childbirth, you may have a tendency to black out. That's what happened to me, and it was pretty freaky. But um, at least I knew it was coming because I had a tendency to do that. Um, And my nurse was amazing, and I survived. That's great. But, um, you know, it's just, it's a great thing, childbirth. So the things that they don't tell you, let's go over that. They don't tell you that, you know, the different things that you might experience before childbirth. So I started having contractions at 4 a.m. But before that happened, like, I was feeling kind of weird, like, just kind of like, like, I had some stuff going on, some bowel stuff going on at that time. And then all of a sudden I went to sleep and I started feeling these pains. And of course me, because it was my first childbirth, I, it was my first baby. And they say, okay, you need a time of contractions from three to five minutes. When they're in that time frame, then you need to come into the hospital for over an hour. Okay. Cause of course, if you're like me, you're going to do your research. You're going to try to figure it out. So I started at 4 a.m. I was having contractions and I have this little app on my phone and I am timing my contractions from when they start, when they stop hurting. And I did this for an hour and my husband's asleep and for an hour, they're about three, they're about five minutes. So of course I go to my husband and I say, Hey, I've been up since four. My contractions are five minutes apart. He's like, okay, let me shower, keep timing them. If they're still like that, we're going to go to the hospital. And I said, okay. So we're currently with my mother because you know, life happens and, and families who you, who you lean on. And my favorite part of this experience was I went to my mom and I said, Hey, I'm having contractions. And and right away she jumps out of bed and she's just like, okay, I'm going to get dressed. And she jumps in the shower and I'm already dressed. Like I have no makeup on my glasses. I pull my hair up. I have my, my, my bag packed and my husband's ready and I go to my mom and she's wanting to do her hair and put her makeup on. And I said, we don't have time for this, but there's going to be pictures. We don't have time for this. Like, let's go. Come to find out. We probably did have time when we got to the hospital. I wasn't that far along, but thankfully <laughs> I had even told the nurse, please don't send me home. Um, I live 45 minutes away and I really don't want to have to drive back here. But thankfully my son was like, all right, let's do this. And I had more contractions to get me further along to get admitted into the hospital. So it was definitely an experience. And I love my experience and I think it's amazing. And I think everybody has a different type of experience. And it's something to remember. Now, (laughs) here's the thing. I can tell you this. If you are a new mom, never been through this, um, I'm not going to lie. I was so excited to have my baby. I was so excited to meet my son, but I'm going to, I'm going to be honest with you. The one thing I could not stop thinking about was food. I could not stop thinking about food. And I told my husband, I'm so hungry. And my husband told me, babe, whatever you want. When we get out here, if you want sushi, if you want steak, I will go get it once we're done and we're in our room. And I was like, Oh my God, my mouth was watering. But because I had blacked out from not having any food, having the epidural, pushing the baby out having lots of blood, and I knew it was going to happen my first time, you know, when you have a baby, they want you to use the restroom to make sure that everything's okay. And I blocked out on the toilet, and the slew of nurses come in, 
we had to stay in recovery a little bit longer than expected. So I ended up eating hospital food. Now, ladies, if you think that hospital food is disgusting, after you've pushed a baby out and you haven't eaten in over 24 hours, you will think that hospital food is a gourmet meal from Italy or France. You do not care. The food is freaking amazing. And the burger that I had was probably not that great and probably didn't get the best reviews on Yelp, but I freaking loved it. It was amazing. It was so good. I ate majority hospital food while I was there. So that was my experience. And I just want to say it was something to remember. It's something to talk about. And it's something to be proud of. And even if you went through, maybe you didn't have a natural birth. And by natural, I mean a vaginal birth. I mean, you had to have a C-section or, you know, whatever your circumstance was. Don't feel bad about it. Like, take pride in that. You gave, you brought life into this world. Like, that is a huge fucking thing. You brought life into this world, and it's amazing. And that's what I'm proud of, is for someone like me, I challenge myself, and I think I can never do that. I don't think I could do that. And the fact that I look back, my since eight months now, and I look back at his birth to coming home from the hospital to the breastfeeding, the two, it was um, like, I didn't think I was going to survive. I thought I was going to die of sleep deprivation. I thought that I was going to be shitty at this and come to find out I found my knack with it and I enjoy it. And it's the, it's the best thing. So to end this wonderful podcast as my first, first podcast over, and I hope you'll enjoy it. Um, I want to go ahead and play the little clip of, um, Kirsten Bell on the Ellen DeGeneres show and she's talking about her birth in the epidural and I think it's great and I think that people who have this type of experience are amazing. Me with my epidural, I literally didn't have anything goofy. I was just tired and I didn't feel a thing and I felt great but some people have these goofy moments and I think it's awesome. So if you did have this type of moment, leave me a message. I want to hear about it. I mean... I, I want to talk about it. Like, I think this is great. I think women should share these experiences, especially if you're a new mom and you're scared and you don't know what to expect. Let's talk about it. I mean, how else are you going to be able to conquer that fear? And with motherhood, even though we've come so far and we're a progressive type of culture with celebrities and things like that, and then being so open about their births, we still are that type of culture that judges on certain things. And this podcast is not about that. We are about being open and honest and laughing about it and venting and bitching and still having the blessings in our lives. So without further ado, let's go ahead and listen to this interview with Kirsten Bell on the Ellen DeGeneres show. Uh, enjoyed it. It was kind of a wonderful experience for me. While they were doing it, I actually thought, like, what else could we get done down there? While just and maybe lengthen the shins. I've always wanted to be like five seven. Just anything to keep the epidural flowing because I felt so. These modern hospitals, man. They have they treat so, you right. So it was a C-section. Yes, it was not planned. No, it was, it was something that had to happen. So they gave yeah. you drugs to prepare you for that. They did, 
And I felt really great. And, but the, <laughs> the interesting part of the story is that a couple hours later, like it wears out of your system slowly. And about six or seven hours later, I'm sitting in my hospital bed and I say to Dax, well, I think the epidural is finally worn off. And he looks over and I am scratching holes in my face like a meth addict. And I'm like, I think it might be time to re-up. I don't know. I'm um, Cause it's definitely worn off. And he said, are you, are you sure? You think, you think it's worn off, hon? And I said, yeah. So the nurse comes in and obviously she notices and offered uh, a little bit of Benadryl to help with the itching and put me to sleep. Well, what a cocktail. <laughs> Because I started, I had a lot to say, more than when I'm sober, believe that or not. Um, I started telling all these stories, and, and later he tells me I was taking 30-second pauses in between and and the, and I would just go out. And I grabbed my phone, and the light was like, do you know what looks really good when you're on that stuff? Handbags. <laughs> or throw pillows or rugs, and I was just like, boo, boo, internet shopping, woo! Thank God I didn't remember my credit card number. So nothing bad happened, but Dax kept saying, I mean, it, honestly, a picture of a throw pillow was as mind-blowing as like seeing the Matrix for the first time. That's how I felt. Wow. He said, honey, do you think you should maybe put down your phone? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna have just one more minute. And he finally, he sees the device, put it away, and I'm I'm happy to say I'm stone cold sober today. Good for you. Now, let me just say, I wish I would have had that enthusiasm after having the baby, after having the epidural to go purse shopping, but I'm actually glad that that did not happen. Being that my bank account probably wouldn't have liked it and being that I knew I was going to have a huge hospital bill. After bringing life into the world, it's probably best I did not go shopping online on my phone. So there you go, guys. That is our podcast for today. Um, leave me a message. You know, I would love to hear from y'all. I would love to hear from all the moms out there because, honestly, we are a strong community and we should have a platform to vent and bitch and talk and praise. Have some wine. And just enjoy. So until next time, uh, this is Christine signing off with Life Didn't Come With a Manual. Um, but if we did have a manual, what would you put in it? I think for me, for my first chapter, I would put probably what to expect with, with you know, epidural. It could, could lead to some purse shopping or um, possibly some crazy interactions if you mix it with other drugs you never know so let me know what you would put in your manual um have a great evening cheers have some vino and mama bears i'll talk to you soon 